History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Pastor Ian Jones, who's part of a church called Church at the Gabba, which is a Baptist church. He's a well-known cartoonist, and uh, we're going to hear a bit of his story today. Uh, welcome along, Ian. Tell us a bit of your background. Where were you born and raised? Uh, thanks, Matt, and uh, great to be chatting with you. Uh, I was actually born and raised here in Brisbane and then couldn't wait to get out of it once I graduated from college. I, I really had a heart for the country, so I was happy to leave. But uh, you know, as the Lord would have it, I'm back here in Brisbane, have been for the last 17 years. And so tell me, did you have much of a religious upbringing? Uh, well, I was raised in a, a Christian home, Christian family, and uh, which was wonderful. Uh, but at the same time, I realised along the way that... Uh, you know, it's not a family ticket sort of thing, and uh, it was a very personal decision that I made uh, to follow the Lord, receive uh, Jesus as Saviour and Lord, uh, and follow Him in my mid-teens. And tell us how that happened. Was it at like a youth camp or a big outreach? What, what happened? It was at, at the local church that my uh, family uh, were very um, strong members of, uh, but it was a special evangelistic um, Crusade, for want of a better word, but uh, a series of meetings and uh, with a, a reasonably well-known evangelist and uh, the Lord spoke through him to me on that night and I responded. And was there a big change in your life? Uh, yes, I, I think you'd have to say there was, but it was also one of those things. I think C.S. Lewis talks about the laws of undulation and you have your ups and your downs and particularly as a teenage uh, young fellow, you, you certainly experience those ups and downs, but... Uh, uh, so it was not just a steady trajectory. It was certainly uh, a meandering course, but one that the Lord certainly had his hands on me, and uh, uh, I'm very thankful for that and uh, what unfolded over the years. And I'm always curious to know, you know, uh, who was the evangelist? What what church were you in? Give, give us the details. Okay, it was at um, Annerley Baptist Church, uh-huh. which was the church that my family uh, was a part of. Yeah. And um, the evangelist was Reg Jarrett. Okay, there you go. Fantastic. Well, good old Reg. You never know how uh, an, a, a travelling evangelist can change a young guy's life who ends up becoming a exactly. a pastor and producing wonderful uh, cartoons that reach people all over the world. You know, you never know how one little gospel message can change someone's life. Uh, it, it's, uh, well, that's it. We, we drop the seeds in the ground and uh, the Lord takes over. Yeah, wonderful. Well, tell us a bit about uh, after you made that commitment, did you... Uh, feel a call to ministry as a young man or what, what did you do for, for a career after school? Uh, well, actually, uh, I did. Um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever shared this much with anyone, but uh, in the years, uh, first few years following my, uh, my conversion, my coming to the Lord, I, I did have a sense of a call to, or call to ministry, uh, actual pastoral ministry. Uh, but that sort of got um, fairly buried under a whole lot of other things over ensuing years. But uh, after high school, I, I went to teacher's college and graduated as a primary school teacher and, and then was very pleased to leave the the big city of Brisbane, which wasn't all that big back in those days, but uh, to leave the city and to head out to the country that I really had an affinity for. 
So went out teaching uh, to a couple of places, uh, rural Queensland, Dolby, and then to Nanango. Okay. And uh, so I was teaching for uh, just a shade under 12 years. And tell us about uh, the transition from teaching to preaching. Uh, well, that was um, uh, an evolving thing in many ways because as my wife and I were uh, involved in then later on in Menango, we were very involved in the local churches and so did some lay preaching, just filling in here and there and uh, involved in various ministries of, the, of those churches that we were a part of. Um, but my transition, if you will, uh, into uh, being a pastor was a, a longer and more convoluted journey. Mm. So when um, when I was teaching at Nanango, uh, during years preceding this particular point, I had also started doing cartooning, and uh, there was a point where I felt, uh, pardon the pun, but I was drawn to a particular theme of a cartoon, which uh, <laughs> developed into the into the strip of uh, Pearly Gates, which has a whole great story of its own, but uh, it was always uh, thought of by me as being, and I I felt the call to this particular uh, comic strip presentation was to be the good news part of what was really a bad news paper, the secular press. And uh, so uh, I'd started doing this alongside the teaching and at the same time still very involved in local church work. As this continued on for a couple of years, is I, I felt really under a strong conviction the Lord was uh, calling me to, to leave teaching and to step out in faith uh, just with the comic strip with Pearly Gates, which was certainly not earning anywhere near a sustainable or livable income, but so it was really a, a call to step out, trusting God in this, and to produce Pearly Gates, promote it, uh, and... Uh, allow the Lord to do what he would do with that and with me and the family. So uh, I I left teaching. It so happened uh, the date that was on the forms was uh, on my submission was the 2nd of April, but the Department of Education, for some reason, dated everything the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I ended up having the, the greater laugh after, after a while, but uh, uh, that, I then moved into... Uh, doing the cartooning full-time, but um, also increasing my involvement in the local church and filling in as a sort of like uh, a de facto pastor, in a sense, in between, in rural churches, pastors come and go with um, unfortunate regularity and frequency. And uh, so oftentimes uh, I would fill in in the local church in those times uh, without a pastor and uh, uh, then was doing a fair bit of traveling with with the comic strip and the, the associated ministry with that, the speaking ministry. And uh, so over a period of time, uh, I guess um, everything was funneling down towards becoming um, more involved in pastoral ministry in the local church as well. Well, I, I remember as a young fella reading the comic strips in the newspapers and then coming across Pearly Gates and thinking, well, this is a Christian comic. This is amazing. How on earth did this get in, in the newspaper, you know? And, and Bushy Tales is the other one that you're quite well known for as well. So, mate, I'm curious, how did you get such a bold Christian comic strip in all those secular newspapers? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, right from the start, I saw Pearly Gates in a missional sense, and I, I never promoted it to the Christian press, uh, always to the secular press, and the idea being to have a 
a good news part of a, you know, the news of the day is not all that positive, is it? So to have something that was refreshing, something light, but also something that uh, people would say, oh, you, you're trying to have a look at heaven. No, it was not an earthly look at heaven. It was hopefully a, a heavenly perspective on earth in that sense. So looking at the the things of that we all relate to, but hopefully from a bit of a, a biblical, uh, spiritual, heavenly perspective. And so I had to balance out the the deeper meaning strips with just um, ordinary fun content in order to get it into the secular press. So it was always a bit of a balancing act. It's an incredible ministry that you've got, Ian. And, you know, over 20 years, um, you did Pearly Gates every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you yeah. get much feedback? Like, did you, did you get people saying, oh, yeah, it's made me reconnect with God? Or, you know, did, did you get much... Uh, uh, feedback on that? It's amazing. Yes, we, we did. I never expected it, to be honest. Uh, it surprised me. It shouldn't have, but it surprised me that God could even use funny little drawings uh, in a newspaper to to touch lives, change lives even. Yeah. So we would get letters from people. We'd hear from uh, people in the, the broader ministry context in speaking and so on, great response to, to it. And it was a tool. Uh, basically, uh, I think anything that is surrendered to God can be used mightily by Him for His glory and to to build you know, His church. So I shouldn't have been surprised over the years, but I, I continued to be surprised at just how much He could do with what was offered to Him. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize the, uh, the extent in North America, Europe, uh, you know, all over the world. And, you know, you've, you've actually got... Um, you know, part of your mission is now with Bushy Tales, your your new one is part of your dream is the wombatification of the world. T- tell us what you mean by that. <laughs> uh, sometimes I enjoy creating a, a word that seemed to be appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, after I was fairly burnt out after a while with uh, full time pastoring and uh, producing a comic strip and so on. And there were a couple of times I really rammed home. I, I came home one night from talking someone out of suicide and had to sit down and be funny with a comic strip and uh, you know it just after 20 years I just needed a break so I had a break for some years but you know when God's created you wired you in a certain way if you're not particularly in a creative way if you're not um, expressing that you can become a little bit stale and uh, jaded and so just driving in the country one day I came up with another idea which eventually ended up being this Australian animal sort of uh, populated strip called a Bushy Tales and uh, with a wombat as the central character. It, it doesn't have anything deeper or of a spiritual nature to say uh, like Pearly Gates did. It's, so it's a different uh, purpose, different philosophy. It's still very positive and, um, you know, I can't not be that, but um, it's allowing me to... Uh, express myself creatively. It's giving me a, a, a bit of an escape world, as it were, from the, the strains and stresses of uh, pastoring. And it, it still connects me with an audience that um, I, I've had now for many years. And uh, whilst there was a particular mission with Pearly Gates, which was to say something through the strip, hopefully with the success of Bushy Tales now, then I can use that as uh, financial and uh, other ways to to continue to promote mission and ministry, but just in a different way. Wonderful. Well, if people want to find out more, they can go to the website bushytales.com 
and that's correct. There they'll find uh, not only uh, you know links to the cartoons, but you've got coffee mugs, hats, calendars, you know, little prints and all sorts of things. You know, a whole gift shop there, so it's worth checking out. Um, and I remember I used to have it. I think I'm pretty sure it was a Coffs Harbour Baptist Church. We had it as a weekly cartoon in our church newsletter. Is that something that, that you've done a lot of? Yes. Uh, well, I had what we called the Pearly Gates uh, Bulletin Service. Yeah. And for about uh, 25 years, <laughs> I uh, sent this around to various churches. I, I don't produce it anymore simply because it's just become, you know, uh, it, it, Everything was just too much to try and juggle. I felt like the the guy trying to keep the plates spinning on all these different poles. And so um, I stopped doing that, stopped uh, producing that a couple of years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are probably still churches around the place using all the material that I've sent out every quarter uh, over all those years. There's a lot of it out there. I'm so, sure that I've used it in a number of sermons over the years. I, I found a good Pearly Gates image on on Google, and I used it as a you know an opener for my sermon or something. Um, do I owe you some copyright for that? I'm sorry, you know. You... Yeah, I think it runs into the millions now, Matt. <laughs> oh, <so. okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, that, that's one of the things I was always quite happy if what I did was able to be used then further in a positive way, um, and to. Uh, in a sense, uh, a ripple effect of the message going out even further. Uh, I was very happy about that. So I know that Pearly Gates was used many, many times more and over what the initial use and publication of it was. And that was just the nature of uh, that particular uh, form of ministry and getting the message out. And do you know anyone else in the world that does Christian cartoons like you do? Like, is, is there a network of, you know, you guys get together every year and crack jokes together? Or, you know, what, is, is there anyone else doing this? Uh, I, I am certainly aware of other Christian cartoonists, yes, but uh, there's no, well, to my knowledge, no association. Uh, I think there's a guy over in uh, the States who um, tried to get a, a bit of a, a collective together, but um, obviously being in Australia, it was not a case of getting together with everyone. It might have been an occasional communication. But uh, mm. no, I'm aware of other Christian cartoonists, and uh, so there would be an occasional encouragement uh, coming uh, across in email or that sort of thing. But uh, is there any other really well-known Christian comic strips? Like, like I know there's like Veggie Tales, which is for kids. You know, um, is there any others that you could mention? Because I can't, I can't, I think you're it from what I know. <laughs> well, it, it was a fairly, fairly unique ministry for sure. There are probably some other uh, Christian comics. In fact, uh, there's a, another guy that lives um, in near Burner in Queensland, Phil Day. He uh, produces a, a cartoon panel called, um, uh, I think it's called The Pew or On The Pew or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Phil's a great guy. Wow. Uh, so... Mm. Uh, I think that is just published in, um, when I say just, and I'm not demeaning it all, I think it's published in uh, some Christian press. But okay. uh, in terms of a daily comic strip that has that Christian content that's produced in, uh, published in secular press, Pearly Gates was pretty unique. Wow. Uh, I wasn't aware of anything doing the same sort of thing with the same mission. There are other Christian yeah. comic strips, but where their target audience is. Um, yeah, and, and look, Matt, I probably couldn't get away with doing something like Pearly Gates today as I could back in the 70s and the 80s. Interesting. Uh, not the 70s, in the 80s and the 90s. Mm. Um, the, 
uh, the whole newspaper industry has changed so much, but also what content would be allowed in now uh, would be much more restrictive, I think. Mm. Uh, certainly in those those ways. Um, yeah. You know, backlash against a Christian message in secular things is uh, quite a common thing these yeah. days. So Times yeah, have certainly changed. You'd probably be subject yeah. to cancel culture if you were involved in some of those things oh. these days. Uh, the good thing is you've... Quite likely. You've, mm. The good thing is you've got Facebook, uh, you've got your website, and uh, people can access it and have a look at it. And, you know, I'd encourage people to check it out because, like, to be honest, Ian, I'm a bit starstruck because I remember growing up seeing your stuff in the church bulletin, seeing it in the newspapers, and, you know, he- here you are, a pastor in Brizzy. Um, tell us a bit about your church. Uh, it- it's uh, described as a bit of an international church, I understand. Yeah, we have um, people from all over the world, really. Uh, it's not a large church. Uh, we'd love to see it continue to grow. And and it has been growing over the years. I've been pastoring here. I'm in my 17th year now uh, with the church. We moved to the location just across the road from Nagaba some nine years ago, and it's a, an incredible location. Um, where we've been really blessed. We have wonderful relationships with uh, the commercial interest uh, businesses around us, particularly with the school across the road. And uh, they're even going to be putting the Olympic Stadium just across the road from us. So um, I think the Lord is going to give us a lot of uh, outreach opportunities in the years to come. It's, uh, Wonderful, mate. Uh, it's an amazing place, yeah. And of course, if, to be here. if people want to find out about the uh, cartoon work, they can go to bushytales.com. What about your church? What's your church website? Our church website is uh, Gabba Church, G-A-B-B-A-C-H-U-R-C-H dot O-R-G. Wonderful. Well, we pray the Lord will use you, particularly with all the great sporting events happening around your church, and pray that the Lord will continue to open doors for Bushy Tails and Pearly Gates, uh, because, you know, they're, they're all out there on the interwebs. <laughs> Anyone can use them. Um, it is so good to hear your story today, mate. I reckon you're history maker. Ian, thanks for your time. Thank you, Matt, for giving me the opportunity of sharing. Much appreciated. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. Make history.